What's going on, man? Big O, what's happening, man? Well, we got a uh, we got a pretty cool show coming up today. We're gonna have a um, Sam, of course, uh, Sam Goma, who's who's the other co-host. Uh, he'll be here in a few minutes, and we also got uh, coming in um, Joe DJ Flex uh, Sessi, who a lot of people know. He's been DJing for the past twenty years. Um, DJs with Majid and the Bells Band, and so he'll be joining us uh, in a few minutes as well. Uh, Omar, first of all, kudos to you for fitting a bomb into a Christmas song. <laughs> what the heck was that, dude? <laughs> it's, it's pretty twisted humor, isn't it? Yeah, do you hear what I hear? Boom, the bomb goes off. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure everybody's in the in a banging holiday spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, what's uh, what's going on? Ah, nothing, man. It doesn't even feel like Christmas. It's so nice in Michigan, I don't recognize Michigan. Man, don't remind me, bro. I think it sucks. <clears throat> you got issues, dude. This is the best winter of all time. It's the worst winter of all It's not even winter. It's spring. I've never remembered a winter I can go out in a T-shirt. Not for hockey players. All right. Well, Sam is in the house now. Sam. Salim Thede. Salam Salim. Salim. So, uh, Sam, what's going on with you? The usual. Work, family, family, work. And work, family, right? And yep, work. sounds like the Chaldean circle of life. Yeah, <laughs> except no liquor store. <laughs> but still, work, family, work, family. Yeah, pretty much. You know, getting ready for Christmas. Thanksgiving was good. How was your, your Thanksgiving? Oh, nice. Thanksgiving was cool, you know? Yeah. Usual stuff. Go to work. Come home. Eat yeah. too much. That's it? Never eat too much. No, I can eat too much. Can you get your Christmas list? Yeah, my Christmas list usually is nice because I don't shop for anything. My wife buys everything, so when the kids open it, it's a surprise for me, too. Yeah, they say, Dad, <laughs> Dad, thanks for buying this for us. I'm like, what did right. I get you? That's right. I remember the good old days. My wife would do all the shopping. I just have to buy one gift. Yeah. You know, now she makes me go <clears> shopping. So, but all good, all good. I see uh, Omar's angling for uh, for gym shoes for Christmas. Running shoes? Yeah, I'm going to. Where are you running to? I'm fi- <laughs> I get on the treadmill, so I'm you want those Jordans that come with their own briefcase, Omar? <laughs> did, I, did, I miss a, did I miss a briefcase? You know, joke? I I don't like Nike for some reason. I've never had uh, a, like an experience where I would say I I love the shoes. I I like New Balance. I, I'm about to try try uh, uh, Saucony out, which have gotten very. Is that good how you pronounce it? Yeah. Now I know. <clears throat> now I know. You never knew that? Nope. Well, you learn something new every day. You know, so. What's on the agenda today? Uh, well, we're going to have one more person joining us. This is uh, Joe DJ Flex Sethi. Um, Rafid bagged out on us. Oh, what a surprise that is. What's he got going on? <clears throat> He's got Shannon Doe for something. He's busy doing know. nothing. Like you, just probably playing golf. Wait a minute. Is, is, he on, is he playing another trip? Yeah, in January he's going to be going back to Iraq. You know, I even prepared for Rafa today. I wore I wore glasses that don't have real lenses that work just to protect me from his flying spit when he talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, so now we're going to have a conversation yeah. without being uh, interrupted. interrupted. Yeah, <laughs> without being told every two seconds, I got you, bro. I got you. That's <laughs> too funny. Well, we love you, Rafa. He's here in spirit. Yeah, yeah. spirit than physical. Uh, so better better in spirit right than spit. <laughs> That's mean, guys. Oh. Rafa, I got your back. Don't worry, man. That's not. We right. love him. We know he knows we love him. <laughs> so, DJ Flex, where is he? He'll be here soon. Um, I've never heard of this guy. You don't know DJ Flex? No, no. Come on, man. You ever been to? You never been? I know who he is. I've never heard him. I've well, whenever Magic plays a wedding, he's the DJ. So you had to have seen him. Oh, Joe. maybe. He's probably behind the scenes kind of yeah. guy. Right? The one playing all the good music. Yeah, he's the um, he's the okay. DJ. So. All right. All right. Yep, after Magic sings Leish Le Zatlana, then they put on like an Alicia Keys song. <laughs> what is that song? Leish Le Zatlana. You mean Leish Le Leish Le Making like, no, no, Leish like making oh, uh, dough, you know? Oh. 
Do you speak Arabic? No, I don't speak Arabic, but I just remember that particular lyric. So congratulations on your new uh, your new endeavor here. Which one? How many are there? Oh, you mean working with Omar? Yeah, I know it's, it's yeah. Omar is the man, dude. So when's this this new album gonna drop? Oh, the recording It's gonna be probably an EP. Okay, but uh, it was fun. Uh, Andy Vargas, who sings with Santana, and Dennis Chambers is known as like the Michael Jordan of drums, came in and we recorded together and. So just kind of walk me through how that came to be for you. Well, it was weird. I went to uh, – I really enjoyed uh, Andy's vocals. I, I usually go to Vegas, and I'll see Santana uh, at House of Blues. So I wanted to uh, record with the guy, so I hung out after a show and talked for a couple minutes because we had just come out with a Welcome to the DCD, and I wanted to so see if we to get So you were a groupie and... first. Yeah, I guess you'd call it a groupie. Okay. Um but I wanted to uh, just, you know, like I wanted to record George Clinton. I did the same thing, just talk to him and, and give him some music and see if it if they like the music, they'll, How neat. you know, that was step one. And then uh, I met him out in Chicago on their tour, and we neat. threw down a bunch of rough tracks, and he loved all the music. So I told him, I said, well, you know, if you want, I'll cut the tracks in Detroit, send them to L.A., and then you can just cut your tracks there. He said, no, I really like what you're doing. I want to come to Detroit and record with you. Really? Yes. Yeah, so How like, neat. Cool. Congratulations, man. Good Thanks. on you, man. Congratulations. Thanks. Sounds awesome. Can't wait to hear it drop. Thanks, man. And we recorded the yeah. Cut the Guitar tracks here with Omar. Yeah, I saw some of the videos. Yeah, Big O did an awesome I, that, job. That chair you're sitting in, that same desk in the background, I saw the video. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Omar's now and later this sitting on the desk. Could use some, <laughs> this place could use some uh, leasehold improvements, I think. But uh, Somewhat? It's a little bit of improvement here. Visually? Well, you don't care. That's what I was going to say. What is he it? met you, Omar, when he says visually. Yeah. He means, I mean, like, I guess it works. Right? You clean works. yourself up a little bit, man. It works. While we wait for uh, for uh, DJ to, to stop in here. I thought I heard a door open, man. I know, I did too. Does he know where we are? Uh, yeah, he knows. He knows where the studio is. All right. Yeah. So what's on top? Of, what's on tap first? Well, we got a lot to cover. I mean, um, you know, a lot's happened since we've been, you know, since our last episode, uh, I guess first things first. I don't know, Mark. Are you familiar with what happened at Brother Rights recently? No, I do not know what went down, but I'm afraid to ask. Go ahead. So, hanging under a rock somewhere. <laughs> you know what? I honestly wanted to hear something strange. About a year and a half ago, I quit watching the news completely. Really? Yeah, because it's not worth the headache, man. Yeah. All they do is dwell on negative stuff, and the news now has become a, a drama show. It's become just like sure. It's all about That's the, the ratings. The media. You're right. It's I don't blame you. Leads the leads. I'm like, who got time for that headache? I'd rather just worry about it. Yeah, nobody got time for that. I'd rather just move my life forward right, in a positive you. direction and get stuff done. Good for you. If I'd it's like important it. enough, it'll be on the front page of my email when I open my email. And I'll click on it if I want to read it. Email. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, when well. you open up like Gmail or whatever, like all the news is on the front or AOL. You know, all the main headlines. What's yeah, AOL? Hey. You still have AOL? I still got AOL, baby. I'm vintage. Oh, my gosh. See, you and my father-in-law are the only ones that have AOL. AOL is like records. People. See? LPs went out of uh, existence, right. and now all of a sudden they're you cool. It's cool. Track. No, I got records. I got old records, man. But now it's cool because albums are back in big time. Vinyl's back in. Is it it's really? like, yeah, big time. Whoa. It's like AOL, man. AOL was out. What's old is new. Now again. it's cool, man. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'll actually get Sam at AOL.com if nobody else is on it. Well, I guarantee you something. That was too common. Well, I could not stand AOL. I love it. Yeah, but that was when the internet was down. Yeah. It's not slow anymore. I mean, you talk about that. That's like, that's like saying, I remember when we used to crank the front of that damn car. I'll never buy a Ford because that Model T was a mother to work with. I'm surprised it still exists with Gmail and Yahoo and whatnot. I actually think AOL is the cleanest interface and the easiest to use. Really? Yeah. Hmm. AOL, I think, is the easiest. Yahoo is the one who's a pain in the butt. Seems oh. like nothing works on Yahoo. When I when I first uh, when I first got a few emails set up, this was about probably uh-huh. ten, ten or twelve years ago. I was through Yahoo, and so they kept sending me this thing. You know, once in a while, they like you you couldn't log in until you had to do that captcha thing. You know, where you have. Oh to- yeah, yeah. And at that time, they wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, they, they, like now when when they like when a site gives you captcha it has audio, so you click on it and you can hear what they're saying. You just go type it in, and at that time they didn't do it. And I called Yahoo, I emailed them, and they wouldn't resolve. I'm like, man, you guys suck. I'm going over to Gmail. What was your old email? Tornmc at Yahoo dot com. No, it was Omar <laughs> at Yahoo dot com. Kelbacity at Yahoo. <laughs> they, they, they called me worse things. 
They've called me worse things, you know? Uh, so I didn't hear about it. So tell me what happened to Brother Rice. Well, so Brother Rice, uh, um, a word came to me that, that uh, you know, something was going on uh, about uh, they have a prayer room for those who are not Christian or Catholic. Um, I first heard that it was a room, you know, for Muslim students that they have over there. Um, and then the, uh, WXYZ actually did a, a small um, report on it. And so the school is saying that, no, we've had this room for years. It's for all students who are not Christian uh, for them to go pray if they have a mind to do so. You know, so. So it's a politically correct room. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it's, I mean, uh, that is like so, stu- you know, again, we're living in this big world of PC where people are freaking idiots, man. I mean, it just gets old after a while. Even they have to have a prayer room. You're you're going to a Catholic school. If you have a problem with prayer, don't go there. Exactly. You know, exactly. From what I understand, they still the 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 students <clears throat> still, even if you're not Catholic, are still um, it's mandatory for them to. Uh, attend mass and and to also to attend the Catholic theology classes, but during mass they don't participate in the Eucharist. That's my understanding. Well, they shouldn't. No. Yeah, they don't have to do that. But well, I don't. don't want, no, they. With what the prayer room? Yeah, I mean, if the parents have balls enough to send their children to the school, then I mean. Well, hold, let me ask you this: So they go to the school for the curriculum. Why don't they just go to a public school? They're going for the curriculum. That's the Barton. Catholic school. Brother has an excellent. Excellent. Well, you can argue that. I can. You can argue no, that. No, it's not just. I just say, look. If you, I mean, Big just just don't. Sure, but so U of D. But U of D doesn't have a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. If you're going to go to the school, you're going to a cafe. Listen, if you're a vegetarian, you don't have to work in a slaughterhouse. Nobody's forcing you to go. If you're going to the school, then just pray by the rules. If you if you don't want to pray, go sit down and be quiet. Do you think they'd let you pray in one of the madrasas around Dearborn? No. You think they Hell no, think dude. No, it's funny the way it never works both ways. Of course not. <laughs> it never works well, both it's ways. Not, it's, well, Islam is not politically correct. It's not. So here's my it's point. I'm going to make. But not politically correct. Well, it's just it's. Uh, I can argue many different things that I think it is that it that you may not. But my point is this. I agree with you, Mark. <clears throat> so if they are there for the for the schooling, the curriculum that the school teaches, it's a Catholic school. So I get it. You know, Hindu, other religions, they need a, a quiet room, a PC room, as you yeah. call it. Okay, fine. My issue is not with the people, the Hindus, the Muslims. It's what they pray. It's it's actually for about 10 or so Muslim students, 10 or so Muslim students that get together and pray. So they pray five times a day, but it's not that they, that they pray. And I've had this argument on social media with a few people. It's not that they pray that five times a day, 10 times a day. I could care less. The fact is, what they pray, what they pray and what they say goes against everything the Catholic school is supposed to teach in, its, in the, you know, teaching in Catholicism, period. Okay. That is the issue. I, I've heard and some people. I've heard two stories, Sam, and I don't know if you've heard any, any further maybe about I, this. Or I, may, I may stand corrected, but go ahead. So, so one story I've heard is that this room was recently erected because a Muslim a student and his family approached the school board uh, or however it's governed and said, you know, we, we want a room to pray. The school in uh, on, a, on a, a report by WXYZ claims that this room has been there for years. Maybe the room has been there for years, but the purpose of the room may not have been there. Or maybe years. the stupidity of humanity has not been there as long. Oh, that's been there for a because, long time. No, yeah, stupidity has been there a long time. I mean, seriously, this is so obnoxious. It's like, it, this is no different than when people tell me they like socialism. Well, get the hell out of here. Move to Sweden or do whatever you need to do. Go somewhere where it's socialist. Why do you have to change what's here that, that's established? If so you don't like it, yeah. you have to assimilate to whatever your surrounding is. So that's what I've said. You're voluntarily going to a Catholic school. They do not have to cater to you. Amen. (laughs) I don't have to to become Catholic to go there. There's a lot of non-Catholics that go there because they like the structure, the curriculum maybe. And maybe it could be a Protestant, but still there's some um, level of uh, of faith being taught, right? And that's why, of similar faith being taught. And that's why they go there. But to go to a Catholic school as a, 
follower of Islam and say, listen, you should adhere to what I want. I, that's my problem. That's the issue. Hold on a second. If you want to pray, go to your car five times a day and pray. But don't ask us to go against what we believe in. And then people can argue, well, we believe, you know, be tolerant to other people. I get it. Yes, we are tolerant of other people. But we also it's, it's a micro- to reject false gods and Allah is a false god. And that's the issue. It's, it's a, a microcosm bigger, of what's going on with America. It's a fancy word. These people mean? come across... And they want to make us change to be them. You know what? I got news for you, dude. You're here. We're not in your hometown. When we're in, when we're playing in your aquarium, we'll be your fish. Yeah. But right now, you're in our place. Well, more people need to think like that. By the way, please welcome the one, the only DJ Black <laughs> Joe Sessi. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, brother? What's up, How, How you doing? Good to see you. What's Joe, going on, Mark? Big O? What's going on? How you doing? Everything well? Now yeah. we're, we're already I was starting uh, on listening to this on the way here just to be up to speed so you guys have to catch me up. Yeah. So we're but, going, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened at Brother Rice recently, what came up there. Yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on that? What have you heard about it? You know what? Let them be. I mean, if these kids want to pray, give them their room. I mean, they, they are at a, a fine school. Let them, you know, let them do their thing. They're not really disrespecting anyone, and, and our faith teaches us, you know, realistically, our faith teaches us to accept all other faiths. And, and that's fine, but 99%, 100% of the Muslims, they might not be terrorists, they might not be whatever, but 99, 100% of the Muslims will tell you Jesus is not the son of a God, but prophet. We love Jesus, but he's not the son of God. So why are they in this school? If he's not the son of God, why are they in the school? There's not one Muslim on earth that will tell you Jesus is the son of God. Jesus to them is prophet. Well, like okay. well, you can, I mean, but you can single these kids out, right? There's because no singling out. why not? They're, 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 no, 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 no. Here's, here's, so the they're, they're, I mean, realistically, the the, the, these kids are there. Their parents sent them there yeah. for a proper education. Get a good education. A great education. Hey, guess what? They are going to learn who Jesus is while they're there. Of course. But listen, so, no, no. I mean, hey, at least we're setting these kids not to blow up anybody. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on, Joe. They already know who he is. He's a they, prophet. Yeah. He's just a prophet, and they say, peace be upon him. We, you know, we revere him. We honor him. Same with Mary. But they know who he is. It doesn't matter if they know who he is or he isn't. It's what they pray. They pray that there is no God except Allah, right? Yeah. And to us, it's a false God. Allah is a false God. If you learn about Islam, Allah was... The moon god. Okay. Moon god? Yeah. He used to worship the moon. Muhammad and his uh, tribe used to worship the moon. Fago? Whatever yeah. it is. That's where it came from. Maybe. I don't know. But it's what they pray. They also curse the non-believers. So you, everybody else in that school, that they're in this classroom that they recently... How do you know they're being cursed? Well, here's my thing. Okay, go do the research. Go research on what they pray. What do they pray five times a day? It's not like you and I, we do the Our Father and we, you know. My disagreement doesn't even run that deep. (laughs) Mine doesn't. Mine is just general that when you're going to a Catholic school. The school doesn't need to compromise. Yeah, we don't need to compromise for you. If you're voluntarily coming here and you, you follow the rules here, again, you don't have to be a black man and go to a Klan meeting. No one's forcing you. You know, this is like if you don't like, it's like I'm gonna stand back now. If you don't, and I, that's my point is if you don't like what's taught in the Catholic school, but you want to go there for the education, follow and the you, rules while you're there. But if their it. parents were the extreme, and then the the Muslim mentality, Sam, that you're explaining, they wouldn't send them there to begin with. So obviously, these people are. I not can the, argue that. How do you know they don't? The wacko that you, everybody seems to until the they outnumber is, you. But, until they outnumber you. They won't be outnumbered in the Catholic school, I promise you. That. Not yet. They're, they're I mean, doesn't, it doesn't matter. See, it's, this what? is the How tail wagging the dog. 200? This is the classic example of the tail wagging the dog. If, if my kids were there, honestly, if my kids were there, if I had high school age kids, I, honestly, I would move them to somewhere else. I would, move them I would take my money elsewhere. So I did read an article um, online earlier today regarding the Brother Rice thing, and um, they said there was also one Buddhist student that was attending the school. And, yeah, I mean, 
can this, are you going to? No, but let me ask you this. No, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why can't they just pray on their own? Why do they have to do it at the school? Why do they have to do it at a Catholic school? It's just, again, it's just because they want to prove a point that we can do it and we can make you guys. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, exactly. Really? That's how you feel about it? It's just like, it's just like when they built, when they're trying to build a mosque at right by uh, Ground Zero at 9-11. That was basically a massive middle finger to the United States. That's right. That's an extreme. We're talking about 10 kids. Kids. They want to prove they again. Catholic school. You know? yeah, but, I don't but think it's that I, 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 think it's, I don't think the extreme. It's not there. It's, it's setting precedent. The parents are paying for their education. are paying for their education. No, no, no. This no, is no. Hamas yeah, is paying their tuition. No. People that do not believe Jesus is the Son of God Look, are paying the education. At the end of the day, they're what trying to set precedent, Joe. They're trying to make it so every Catholic school now is going to have to do it. That's, That's right. the whole point. It's not a matter of just brother rice. I don't. I don't feel like it's, it's that dangerous. I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, because I that's how they always start is the peaceful minority until they become the majority. Exactly right, but most people don't understand that. It's like anywhere else. Yeah, we want to live in peace. You know, and you can dissect words all day. What does that peace mean to them? Is different what it means to us until they outnumber you. And we see it all across the Middle East. If Rafa was here, he'd tell you, neighbors uh, with you that have lived next door to you in your neighborhood that were Muslim, all of a sudden you are the minority. Guess what? They give you the finger. Get the heck out, and, and you're done. I just think I just don't think that uh, you know this is the end of it. If it were me, if my kids were there, honestly, I would take them out. If I was a parent there, I would raise hell to say, listen, I don't care that they pray. They can go pray to a rock. I could care less. But when your faith tells you to pick up that rock and destroy me, we got some issues, brother. Almost be a Democrat, right? No. Liberal? Sure. No. No, he's not. No, actually, no, not, you not know what? No, he's not. <laughs> not to all. me, just, you know what it reminds me of? Not really. In a, a more extreme version, Obama went and spoke at Notre Dame, and Notre Dame covered up all the crucifixes. Now, that isn't a bunch of biggest... That's because, that crap. That's because that's he's the devil, and it burns. You know, look at <laughs> that. Wait, wait, what university? What Catholic wait, university? Really? Wait, wait. Absolutely, when he was... Wait, just to no. clarify, he didn't speak on Good Friday, right? Because they automatically... Oh, that's, everything on Good Friday. Oh, yeah, that's no, true. No, no, no. Sure. Okay. This is not Good Friday. He spoke to Notre Dame and said he didn't want any of the... The crosses or crucifixes behind him, they covered because them up. He's a Mishmata, oh, man. What Catholic university? No, but you're missing the point. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Missing the point, Sam. Three, what? four, seven, eight, five, seven. What? Three, eight, four, seven. That's three, four, seven. What Catholic eight, university? Five, seven, three, eight, eight, four, seven. That is insanity, man. Speaking I of, did not uh, know that. Speaking yeah. of crucifixes, did you see Carly's last night in full view? I thought that Who? was awesome. Carly, the Republican candidate. No, uh, that was awesome. I didn't watch it. Oh, she had her crucifix oh, good for right, her. right over her chest. Again, again, callers can call in at three, I thought it was pretty cool. 347-857-3847. Yeah, I didn't bother watching the Republican you know, debate. Well, I, don't I, watch I, I listened to it on the way home. I was driving from up north after uh, a meeting, so I listened to some of it. I was doing the same more thing. meaningful having a drink with my buddies at the club. I wish I yeah. could do that. <laughs> I was playing guitar. meant <laughs> more to me. <laughs> I, I was reading a book. <laughs> Braille. Uh, a comic book. I agree with you. You know, um, but I didn't know what that uh, Notre Dame did. That Notre Dame, no, and that's why Alan that Keyes got. Why do you think right Alan there? Keyes got arrested at Notre Dame? Alan Keyes. Along this? this is when Obama first became oh, president. He spoke oh. at Notre Dame. They okay. covered up the crucifixes, and Alan Keyes was a, a hardcore right winger. Was arrested along with a whole bunch of people that were against abortion and everything else. Because he spoke, and not only did he speak, they covered up the crucifixes for him. And Georgetown University also did that. Well, so that Khmer to go somewhere else. Well, here's, a, here's another interesting. I blame the school for that. I blame. Oh, yeah. Here's oh, another sure. interesting tidbit, you know, with what's happening with ISIS. And even Obama himself would not call them what they are, you know, Islamic extremists. He will not use the word. I don't understand why he's afraid to call it what it is. You know, it is what it is. Just call it. But to me, he's empathetic or sympathetic to them. So along those lines, his first speech when he was president, do you remember where it was, his first speech outside the U.S.? Where did he go? Kenya? University, <laughs> University of Cairo. Uh, the University of Cairo produces the most imams. It's basically a theological school for imams. Uh-huh. That's the first place he spoke. What he said there, the sweetest sound he's ever heard was a call to prayer. Yeah. I hope it's a family show. But do you understand what that means? Words make a He's the president of the U.S. You have to say things, and you got to be careful what they say because they're very, very heavy words, right? And he says that. Are you kidding me? 
Are you freaking kidding me? Well, like I said, I'll never say that about a Chaldean hymn. All these, all this stuff. This that's why this stuff here seems harmless. What's going on at Brother Rice? But it's not. It's just the start of something that is gonna. It's gonna become something larger, and then they're going to say we want to set precedent yes. throughout the rest of the United States. Look what we made him do over here, yes. and that's the way the whole ball starts rolling down. Again, I was looking deeper into that. Uh, I guess this room has been there for years at Brother Rice. That's well, what I'm and, getting and, to. And, 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 and um, other Catholic schools have a similar room. So yeah, they call like does not. rooms or something. Obviously, obviously if, if the diocese doesn't see an issue here, and it's been there for years, and all of a sudden it pops up and become, becomes a, a big well, deal. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe some of the parents are a little too uh, extreme. Maybe. Were the parents mad? Who was mad about this whole thing? Because I didn't yeah, read the, the article. Parents, you oh, ask the, the students, parents, yeah. the, all, all the articles that I've been reading, if you ask the students, they're like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, but kids I mean, don't guess, give a – they don't exactly, know. They don't but care. But I mean, they're like – my point. They're kids. They're kids. Yeah. And, you so know, so right now at the young yeah, age, who's, who's they're, they're inclusive. They want to hug everybody, and that's all, you know, But I got to say something to you, Mark. I got a newfound love for you, man. Because of your stance. Oh, yeah. Point is there. So a buddy of mine graduated um, from there, and I think he said 97 or 98. He uh-huh. said there was uh, one uh, Hudaya kid in the school with them. Yeah, we had Jewish kids at Catholic Central. That's yeah. okay. Big deal. They you came guys, to church. They guys, didn't go to They don't tell you they didn't have a choir room for them to go and pray you in. Didn't? Or no. did you know about it? No, but there's Maybe no there's no Jewish person know. beheading Listen, Christians. I, somebody called Central recently after this whole thing took off. Uh, somebody called Central and said, do you have a room? For Muslims or whatever, and they said we don't as of right now. But if the need arises, we will make. Oh my gosh! Seriously, my school is going to do that. They're embarrassing. Yeah. It's like stop the political. <laughs> I'm so sick of political correctness in the, in this. That's why you know what? I don't care if Trump's a buffoon. I want Trump to win because I'm so <laughs> damn sick and tired of everybody worrying about who's offended by what, where, really? when, and how. Trump? Hell yes, Trump. You know what? Because <laughs> nobody else has the patha. To go up against the Hillary has Clinton. Clinton. The guy he has does, balls. He says what's you know, on his no mind, tact. even though he's like, that's I what I like. No tact. I want zero tact. I, I like the fact that he's not a career politician. I give you that. No, I want zero tact. I want somebody who's got their own money so nobody can shut their mouth. The fact that he's not a politician. Right, but yep, you know, you know, Ben Carson's not either. But, ben you know, Carson's yeah. great, but the problem is nobody has the brashness to go up against Hillary. Yeah. The only guy brash enough. Look what they did to Romney. They made a guy that couldn't find no dirt on, nothing, who donated a ton of money to charity and did all these good. They never found one piece of dirt on the guy and made him into a criminal on TV. Why? Because he was such a nice guy that he would not open his mouth. So I hope Trump gets up there and annihilates Hillary and well, just berates her. How do you feel about Rubio? Hell yes, I want Trump. I want Trump too. What's that? How do you feel about Rubio? Rubio is a great guy. Listen, Rubio is a great guy. He's a first-class guy, but the problem is he's not brash enough to go up against Hillary. You're going to have to fight Hillary, who's the dirtiest human on earth, and you have to be strong to go up against – look. I like that, Mark. Seriously, Here's look what, what – You know, Raf and I were talking about this the other day, and he said the only thing I'm that worried – he's like, the only thing I'm worried about is Trump all of a sudden dropping the Republican Party and going independent. That would give Hillary a big-time edge. He won't. He said he won't. He can't do that. He, he said he won't. Yeah, because you don't want to have another Ross, Ross Perot. Perot. Yep. Yeah, it's a political suicide anyways. You can't do that. Yeah, dude. He's, uh, but I'm telling you, Ross Perot. It, wow. it takes somebody. Yeah, Ross Perot. Einstein being 2020, I think he would have been a good president. Ross Perot? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely he would. Ooh, him or his ears? Ross Perot. It doesn't matter. Ears, nose, I don't care. He had a very common sense Honestly, approach. That's what made him good. Businessman. Which is, you know, someone. And common sense. The hell. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, the, business, the, the businessman aspect of presidential candidates we were talking about this not too long ago uh amongst ourselves and uh, somebody said rick snyder would be an amazing president but the guy can't speak for shit yeah. horrible speaker he can't speak he's not who snyder, rick snyder. Really? Yeah. yeah he would uh, be a great presidential well, candidate he can't speak he can't speak Public public speaking. Really, the yeah. guy does. I thought he does pretty good. Have you, you heard know, he doesn't take notes. Not like this, and it's just like. Oh yeah, I mean that's just how you know, it sounds. Yeah, but, I mean that's different. But he can speak. He just sounds nasally. But you know, hey, that's. I think Rubio. Us, I think Rubio is a VP for Trump or Ben Carson would both be great because, first of all, Rubio is going to get the Hispanic vote. You need the Hispanic vote to win, or you are not going to win. Number true, two, Rubio is yeah. a decent guy. He's not. He's not a dirtbag. No, he was recently here too. He I, went to his, I went to his. Uh, I unfortunately had a uh, another event, but how was it? Very nice. He was, he's he a decent the, guy. He would I, do the, the um, rebuttal to the State of the Union all the time, right? 
Once. No, or he did it once. What I, I like thought, about I him. I it was more than once for some I think once he did it. Uh, Jindal did it another time. What okay. I like about Rubio, he admits that not everybody needs a freaking t- uh, PhD. You don't need a PhD to be a welder. You know, like there's, he admits that there's a lot of jobs that are very good paying jobs that you don't need to have a four or five, six year degree to take on. The job, there are a lot of important jobs that are actually in in the uh, trade market that are, are great that people make 70, 80, 90 grand a year without having to go to college for four, five, six years. It's just a more common sense approach of reality. You That's know? a very strong point. Trades, Cause we, we, we abandoned that. Yep. Everybody wants an education. So on that note, free education, you see people talking, Oh, you know, I want to do with my loans and education is free. You know, the world is full of uneducated, unemployed people. Or educated on the Wait, they people. want a free education? Yeah. You, you know, ain't like, getting a free education, free. first of all. No, no, but that's what they're that's, saying. Oh, like Bernie Sanders says, you know, free education. Oh, feel the burn? Feel, feel the burn. And Commie, you know, if, if, you have a burn, burn. if you have a burn, there's no silver for that. Yeah, that's no. a problem. <laughs> but here's the thing with, with the free education. So Egypt, for example, college is free. The amount of people age 30 to, I don't know what the number is, over 30 with master's degrees, unemployed, Huge number. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a happy medium. You don't have to. First of all, you don't. The college has become a gigantic business. They rape the hell out of the students. They put you two, three hundred grand in debt by the time you get out of school. It doesn't have to be to that extreme, and it doesn't have to be free. Because let's face it, if you don't have skin in the game, you don't give a damn. It's like a business. If you don't have money in the game, you're investing yourself. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't have money in the game, it's like a business, right? If you didn't have to put up your house as collateral and the bank to take your house and take everything you own, you wouldn't be scared shitless and make sure you're a success in your business, right? It's skin in the game that makes you push and makes you do something and accomplish something. So you have to pay for your education because that's what makes you push. Money incentivizes people, man. Right. Yes, but do they teach them real world in college? They don't. Well, no. It's not common it's, sense. It's but not. No. I mean, you have your book smarts. You have your street smarts. The problem is the, the people you're talking about, the unemployed, uh, educated. educated. Yeah. You well, can have see, all the book smarts in the but world. But that's the problem. There's no job. So uh, a degree, you're right. They don't teach them anything outside. Okay. All the degree says to a company, it doesn't matter if it's a bachelor's in this or it doesn't. Yeah. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. If they like you and they say, oh, you have a degree. Okay, you have the ability to learn. So we can take you and we can teach you this, whatever that job is. That skill or that, that trade, skill yeah. or this desk job or the software or whatever that program is. We can teach you that. You have the ability to learn. You did it through, you know, four or five years of college. You're not, a num- you're not an idiot. Yeah. Not only that, but, but they also look at, like, <clears throat> what kind of experiences you've had. Because you can could, you could take a guy who's got a bachelor's and take a guy who's got a PhD. If the guy with a bachelor's has more experience or they think he's more quote-unquote street smart, or he's done more in the real world than the PhD guy, the bachelor's guy's going to win hands down 99 Well, here's, here's my – Sam, you over there? Here. I want you to hear this. Do you think? I don't like – here's what the difference between guys that are not educated and guys that are educated. There's a difference. There's visionaries and there's technical people. The visionary is the guy – believe it or not, there's a bazillion technical people. Anybody – if I say – I want you to put this in this program and design it like this and all these technical things, people can do it, but it takes a visionary to do something. In other words, like Steve jobs, right? He may have not been the technical guy, but he goes, you know what? I want something that's kind of like a book that I can write on and read and blah. And those guys figured out how to make an iPad. There's, you know, Walt Disney was the guy who said, you know, I'd really like to have a place that's kind of like this, that we can, and he has all these ideas, all the technical guys can get to work and make it, but they're not the visionaries. It's like music, right? There's a million people who can sing whatever you want. They can, you know, you see these guys on, on freaking YouTube that can play an Ingve Malmsteen solo, but tell them, write a song, forget it. They can't do it. It's the visionary that writes the song. He may not have the technical ability, but he can write the lyrics. He can put the chord structure together right. and do everything, you know? That's true. But with the technical, with everything now being so tech, no matter what, you lose the visionaries. Guys like uh, the Kink, the guy who started Kinkos, you know, <laughs> was a guy that they said was a loser. He was voted most likely to fail in his class. Sylvester Stallone, he mm-hmm. was thrown out of school. They said most likely to fail. Look what he accomplished because he was a visionary, a visionary. He wrote a script for a movie. And even when they wanted to buy the script, he said, I have to be the lead actor. They go, you can't even talk. How are you going to be the lead actor? And look what he did. 
Adrian. Yeah, but yeah, look and look at that. Look what you just movie. said. Yeah. The movie you know, came out 30 years ago. You're still right. still saying, yeah. "Yo, Adrian." If that doesn't tell you, yeah, I agree. Mark, your visionary does. Mark, it's funny you're saying that because uh, it reminds me of um, a couple of piano students I had walk in here uh, one time who who were interested in taking lessons, and they had been taking lessons with another teacher for about uh, two years, right? And so they know how to read notes. They know this. So I sat them down. I said, uh, I said, show me a minor, a C minor scale. <laughs> And they're like, what's that? And I said, well, what do you mean? Do you know? They're like, yeah, we read notes on the paper. And I'm like, so you don't know what a C minor scale is? And so I played it. They said, no, what is that? I said, that's called C minor. So <clears throat> the, there's uh, the technical guys, like you said, they read all these notes, you know? They, they learn how to read. They learn how to play their music by reading notes, you know, as opposed to also learning it by ear, which to me, okay, notes are great. They're a great foundation. But you're not, you're also limiting a person's creativity by just focusing on reading notes off of paper and playing them that way. I totally agree. Look, at, look at a guy like Kurt Cobain, right? I mean, the guy didn't even know a chord. But you know what? Look how huge Nirvana was. He yeah. didn't know, but he, he couldn't go, you know, but you tell guys, oh, play me a C minor chord. It's a root flat third yeah. and a fifth. Everybody knows every technical part yep. of it. Yep. But the guys, a lot of times that don't know, come up with the most innovative ideas. That's right. And you know what? Because they're thinking outside the box. Outside the box. Even in business, it's true. Think That's about true. this, yeah, right? Yeah. I went to, when I was in, in uh, college and I went to business school, I'll never forget the laws of diminishing marginal utility, right? So if you, <laughs> Fascinating. If you eat, yeah, so if you eat an ice cream cone, yeah, no, but here's the funny part. This is, this is the explanation. If you eat an ice cream cone, the first one tastes great, right? You get a lot of satisfaction out of it. The second one you eat, well, satisfied, but not that much. So it's the law of diminishing marginal utility. Everyone you get is less satisfied. Do I need to know this for business? If I want to go open up a freaking uh, supermarket or open a pizza place or whatever, how in the hell is this going to help me? That slice of you pizza. need, if you want to go into business for yourself, you need balls of steel, you need some cash, and you need hard work. Those three things. Amen. And we don't teach so, that anymore. So Mark and, and I were, don't teach that. Mark and I had yeah, a, an interesting. The world uh, is gone. Yeah, completely gone. Mark yeah. and I had an interesting discussion the other day. And I thought it would be cool to bring it to light here uh, during this episode. We were talking about, um, you know, image in the Chaldean community and how a lot of people are so consumed with doing things according to how everybody else thinks and feels, you know? Um, I mean, whether it's, whether it's marriage, whether it's career, whether it's how you portray yourself in public, you know, it's, it's, uh, with, with, it seems like with a lot of people, that all it is 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 you know they're image conscious and how how people perceive them is all that matters to them. In our community, you're saying, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Has anything changed? It's called the Map Demri Nasha. Map Demri Nasha. Map Demri Nasha. I Map Demri. I'll tell you what. You know, interesting. <laughs> and I don't know if that if that is show. just is that just are we always seeking approval? Is that what it is? We're seeking approval from other people. You know, well, like. well, let's think about this. Why do you think the arts are not a big deal? Why do you think the arts do not flourish in our community? Why do you think there's not a lot of musicians and artists and stuff? Because well, you don't make no money. <laughs> no, really. Because they don't make no money. Well, part of it's the money because it's the Mab Demri Nasha thing. Because, listen, artists oh, are people. Oh, Well, no, Rossum. think about this. Artists are unique individuals. We don't follow the crowd. We don't like – we actually go the, the opposite way of trends. We go 180 away from trends. We want to be a unique person. We do things people don't approve of, and you know what? And people don't like that. And our community is a community that we like pop culture. Everyone's up on the latest trends. What are the latest clothes? What's the coolest car? What's the hippest this and that? Mm -hmm. Even in business, right? Remember when when people started with hotels and everybody had to go buy a hotel? Then you know it's Across like the street from yeah. each other. And then the cell phone thing. Everybody bought a cell. You know. Yeah. It's so, we're a culture that follows. So I think you're in a good spot because I don't think anybody's going to be wanting to be a guitar player. You're I saying okay, yeah, you're I'm okay. for now. Yeah, for now. So I was actually talking to Flex about this yesterday too, yeah. and he he actually you know Flex has been DJing for about 20 years, so he's pretty deep in the in the community. He's been to a lot of different weddings, obviously, so I'm sure he's familiar with a lot of different. Uh, wedding scenarios, wedding stories, wedding circumstances, and I say wedding because it's <laughs> such a. Are you going to share you know, some? It's such Maybe. a huge, you know. Obviously, the whole wedding thing and dating thing is, especially the wedding thing, is such a huge, um, you know, facet of our community. And you know, uh, 
uh, he actually told me a couple interesting stories, but I'll let him uh, I'll let him take over with you. You know, it's uh, I guess the pressure of that has got to be huge for a wedding. You know, you think, oh, you got to go over the top. Who's who's going to outdo me? Is that what I mean? Think well, about I, I that think for a minute. The, well, even like dating and the whole circumstances. Well, I think the, the 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 subject uh, the subject matter is more along the lines of um, how people feel about other people, right? Right. Within um, in our community, he's saying image consciousness. He's meaning more like. Uh, what were we talking about yesterday? How um, someone that's blind is hard to date somebody that's sighted, right? That was one of the things we talked about yesterday. That was one of them, yeah. Yeah, and then I was telling him uh, regarding that. Um, I did a couple weddings where both of the bride and groom uh, were deaf. That's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. But I guess he's Omar. So hold on a second. Let me just interject here. So what you're saying, so. Unfortunately, yeah, Mab Dabrini Nasha. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Here. And maybe. Wait, he's not that big. Okay. <laughs> he's, he is. Call him big O, but yeah. he's not that big. Let's address the elephant in the room. So there are, obviously, the, uh, that, what you just said to me, the two people who are deaf, they found each other. It's beautiful. Whether, and, and maybe that's you know, the, the common, obviously, that's the common thread they have. But what's going to stop someone who truly connects with someone else to make that commitment. It's it's the Mabdamini Nasha. What are people going to say? Which yeah. is a shame, unfortunately. So, I mean, let me ask you this, Omar, if I can, and maybe uh, tell me if I'm out of line, brother. Ask away. So if, obviously, you, from what I've heard, you've dated, you've been out with people, or I would assume girls mm-hmm. mostly, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't gone the other direction yet. Well, keyword being yet. Yeah. I hope not. But anyways, you know, you've dated... <laughs> You've gotten to know people. Maybe you've had some connections, um, you know, whether it be spiritual, mental, physical. I don't know. All would you say – okay, so all of the above. Would you say that if it wasn't for the – I don't even call it a handicap. I don't know what I would call it. But you're – Can't see. Can't see. You can't see. Can't see. Yeah, simple. Blind as a bat. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't the case. Do you think some women that you would have dated would have gone further maybe? You know, it's funny that you're asking me that because I had this discussion with a couple of friends recently. And my own belief is that had this image thing not been a problem, not been in the way, um, I I believe personally that there's a 50% chance that I would be married by now. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm, so let me ask, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big number. That's halfway there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, and I know the type of person you are, you want to stay within your community to meet right. someone, right? Because that's important to you. The culture is important. Obviously, by the look of you, the food is important, too. <laughs> by the look of you, I don't know what's important. Uh, wow. Not much. <laughs> I got a face for radio. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so uh, would you ever consider maybe outside the culture, you know, non-Chaldean? Is that an option for you? Or, is it, or, is it, or do you have – I mean, no. I'm sure – no? Flat out no? No. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing you asked me that because um, – I had an, a very interesting conversation earlier with somebody. Uh, Who? Well, her her parents, uh, her father was Chaldean, and her mother was Jewish. Okay? Um, so a Chaldean guy married a, a Jewish woman. Hmm. I mean, this was years and years ago. I, I think actually, I know who you're talking about, but go ahead. You do or don't? I think I do. Yeah. So Last so, name start with an L? Yes, sir. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. So I actually went to school with her sister. And my sister went to school with her sister at Mercy and Refuge. I went to school with them too. Oh, now the whole world knows. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, anonymity works yeah. really well in this room. <laughs> what you to <laughs> Oh, she's a mine. I told her I'm going to share your story and we went bring from it up. The the she, said, I don't, she said, I don't care. Everybody already knows about it. Okay. So, it's common knowledge except for me in the room. I'm sorry, but okay. So, so, um, you know she's she you know she's she's married now and whatnot, but she said because we dealt with so much stigmatism and stereotyping, um, that a part of you is just always wonders. She said, you know, I, we would have loved to marry Chaldeans, but it was just hard and it whatever whatever. And, and a part of you just wonders what if. So I know myself to answer your question. I know myself that I this is not what I want. I don't want to go outside the community. And if I was to do it. A part of me would be pissed off for the rest of my life. Sure, because, I can understand that. You know, because I'd always be like, "Why couldn't it have worked out?" Sure. Yeah, you have that doubt, right? So I, I would say, you know, the people say something, Mab Dumni Nasha, 
And I think they'll always talk because that's what our community does. Unfortunately, they talk until something else to talk. Something Look, else comes. To there's certain things like, we're great at. We're great at supporting. Like, let's say somebody's sick, somebody's hurt, somebody's uh, you know, like a family in the hospital. We're great at taking helping them out and bringing food to the house. To, yeah, jumping in. We are awesome at that stuff. One thing you got to give our community, we're excellent at that. But the one thing we lack is, I believe that. Open-mindedness, indi- open individuality <laughs> is not is you know people do not like individuality. They want you to follow the trends. They want you well, to follow. We, the gener- we generalize in our community a lot. I think we do generalize a lot. Well, not maybe not in our generation, but I think the older generation does generalize. Right, but like, right now they're the leaders of the flock, unfortunately. So yeah. I, I, there might okay, there do, you see a shift? do you see a shift changing with the younger generation? Absolutely. You know, going to college now, more living away, and absolutely. That's going to change. Are you kidding me, Omar? Past forty years, huh? professionalism. I don't see a change. And, and mirroring outside of the well, college. Are you still, still looking at a party store? That's fine. Hey, there, there is a change okay. mark in the, in the generation. You don't see a change in the younger. generation? I do not see a change in the younger generation. The younger generation is is more caught up in trends More than ever. Everyone likes the same, I mean, not everyone, but the majority listen to the same no, music. No, we're talking about just talking about people and not being, you know, individual. I'm not saying individual in what their style is, but not so much gossiping. I don't care well, about that. I'm, I'm saying being an individual, here's you know? Here's something to consider, Mark. Hmm. Back in our day, mm-hmm. befriending blacks, befriending Jews, and just hanging out with them wasn't as common. I mean, now you see, you see the younger kids who go to college they go on vacations with them. They invite them. They're you know, they're all they're all over the place with them. And if their parents are like, "No, why are you hanging out with her?" They're like, they shut the parent up a lot of times. Well, well I, um, I I never had that problem. I had friends that were Muslim, you know, Kwame. I was I only, a lot of friends are all walks of life. So yeah, yeah I did too, man. And plus, I went to music school in L.A., so it was every single oh walk God, of life. Hot. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't like dreadlocks and everything. Which actually, I, mean, love. I was Indian. I mean, I, <laughs> plus, I mean, I loved being around all the different cultures and stuff. And half my schools from outside the U.S. at the time. Yeah. There was kids from even from Iceland, Sweden, really? Switzerland, Finland, Germany, Italy, and then you know, mixing. The- you know, I think um, people will always talk. It doesn't matter what culture it is. Yeah. Ours, we just do a lot more. I don't even care about the talking. I just think that people need to take their own path. And you look, look, everyone listen. They all listen to the same music. They all listen. It's all pop culture. Pop culture. Well, what are, What are the Kardashians wearing? It, it, what are all the Chaldeans you know, in the it's community? Because maybe it's because is what the media is feeding you. It's what the media may be. Yeah, but that's you. because we're a pop culture. True. We are a pop culture. We got a caller on the line. We got Stu wow. from West Bloomfield. Hey, Stu. Stu. Hello. Hello. What's going on? So, I hear you guys are talking about. You know, the younger generation, which is my generation in my eyes, because I think you guys are a little older than me, maybe by a couple of years or so. I'm 28. 27. So, oh, 14. you're 27. Well, I'm, oh, no way. Again. So one guy's 14, the other guy's 27. 14 is way <laughs> we're we're kidding with you. Stu, you could be my son. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Well, I'm Jewish. Are you Jewish? I dated a Jewish okay. girl once. How, what's her? What's your mom's name? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. My mother's name is Helen, and my father's name. No, is, I'm uh, kidding, brother. I'm and, kidding, brother. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm yeah, older than you, okay. but no. <laughs> so, what I wanted to really reiterate is that yes, we are more on the trending side of things, and and what is uh, what's happening now rather than what's you know the traditions like our parents. Uh, my girlfriend's father hates the fact that I'm Jewish, but he got over it after a while for the main reason because I'm an attorney. So if I can what's provide her nationality? for the family... Well, Stu, Stu, what's her nationality? She's from Tazkaf. Okay. Oh, you <laughs> say it pretty good, You say that perfect, man. Are you sure you're, you're, not... Sure you're not a cousin? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm telling you. You might be a cousin. Uh, I've, I've learned okay. even the Chaldean language just so that I can speak with, um, you know, her family about things. Okay, no, the, um, I, I give you credit for doing that. I think it, you have to, you know, I think you just show your true self. And if her father accepts you for who you are, which deep down inside, my, you know, you're a good person, I think, you know, you don't need my approval to do it. You know what I mean? Right. But what I think a lot of people don't understand is that uh, nowadays, it, I mean, it really doesn't matter uh, what, your nationality is as long as you really are a good person, except if you're an opposite. I'll be honest with you. They don't really like that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not 
not right. Okay. That's not, that's not hey, cool. Hey, it ain't right. It ain't right if it ain't white. <laughs> oh, wow. Right, no. wow. Where did this guy come from? Man. <laughs> I can't, I'm I can't get right The views of Stu are not the, not a reflection yeah. of this, of this radio, radio station. No. This is They're an all-encompassing. Why do you think I'm saying it in Chaldean? I'm a Jew speaking in Chaldean. Speak it, I don't you understand speak it. nothing. Yeah, I speak it. <laughs> I speak, speak the truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me. Are you Jewish? Are you sorry, are you Jewish? Man, I can't. Say a Jewish prayer. What's the third page in the Torah? The third page in the Torah, I couldn't even tell you, but uh, I need Madaber be read Kol Kachdov. There, right there. That's oh yeah, how about that? Okay, shalom. Shalom. Ah, shalom. Kaverim. Dichiwit. Man is Shevet. I heard Great. Shalom. Man is Shevet. Yeah, Man is Shevet. You want the Concord or the Concord? Let him make his point. Did he make his point? Did he make? Did you finish your points too? No, I, I did not, but, you know, real quick for the no, next right ahead, seconds, I just want to tell you. So my point is is that as long as you uh, respect the family and their traditions and you show them that you can be someone who is viable for this person and someone that they can uh, grow with and you can support no matter what, except if they do I, something absolutely crazy, you know? I so, agree with you. No, I, think, no, I do have – there is the, one thing i got to say that's t- difficult among cultures because I have a lot of relatives that are married outside of the – Chaldean culture. I do notice right. that in the beginning of the marriage, how long have you been married now, Stu? He's not. He's got to go. Well, oh, we're not married yet. Yeah. We are. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. So I know I do notice that in the beginning of the marriage. Again, I'm not knocking anybody, but this is what I've seen with my own relatives. Usually, there's a, right. a, a very strong um, desire of the person that's outside the culture to learn the culture and become part of that culture. And then when they get married, as the years go on, then they start to really move away from the Chaldean culture. And then they all both kind of become generic. They go, well, we're not going to really follow your culture. We're not going to really follow my culture. And I've noticed that even with my friends that where it's been Catholic marrying Jewish or any other, you know, the religions, it starts out that each one kind of celebrates their own thing or they try and do one and then it kind of fades off and then they kind of become non-denominational. Yeah. Yeah. Even Omar, the people you were just talking about that we know, that's what happened with them too because I know the brother also. And he said that's how it was. He said we started where it was kind of became a dissension among the mother and father about how to raise the kids and then it just went nowhere. I've DJed weddings that they would have the ceremony not at a church and at the hall where they're having the reception. And one of the parties, the bride or the groom, is Chaldean, and I'm like, okay, where's where's our culture? Where's the church at this point? Was it a guy? Um, I don't recall. Uh, it's been a couple of times. It could have been. It could have been both ways. Oh. it could have been the bride. It could have been the groom. But they have a non-denomination. Thanks for calling, Stu. Wait, wait, Stu, don't hang up. I you got, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give you if you want to get into the good graces of the father, learn to play backgammon. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll get you with your father. And tell him, Pauli. listen, let's I'll play some Pauli. My father okay, is that's one. Number two. Numbers. Yeah, one. Number <laughs> two is a recent article that was written up with the unity of the Jewish people and the Christian people. I don't know if you saw this. It was uh, Pope Francis and about maybe thirty to forty different rabbis that have now uh, embraced yeah, the unity oh, between ca- you know, Catholics and uh, and Jews. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that. If you haven't no, seen it, not. go to Omar Bino's uh, page. It's paste, it's uh, posted on there. But I, I, I encourage you to. Yet, but... uh, I would encourage you to go and read that because it's a beautiful article. Uh, I agree with most of it except for one thing, but I'm not going to talk about it now. But I encourage you to read it because if you ever have any issues with the father-in-law, let him be, read it. Let him read it. Yeah, let him read it. All right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. No, I appreciate you did, it, man. You guys. Yeah, I, you, take care and I recently read that article. Thank you. Phenomenal. I agree so, with most of the article, for whatever, for whatever except reason, for one thing on that article. It's hour early, yeah. Oh. I don't know why. Um, Omar, pay your bill, man. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're not even done, we man. Have we have five minutes, but we're, we're not even halfway through. I wanted to talk about what's happening in Iraq and uh, what's that? Are we cut off in an hour? No, he said it might go on, so we'll see. Okay, so a couple things. Uh, the article, for one, you should read. I agree with most of it except for one thing. I said, now the Christians are at our level. I'm like, wait, what we weren't before? So, hey, that's just one thing. Right here, here's I read my, between the lines a little bit, but not here's a big my deal. thing with religion, dude. I, and don't take this the wrong way. It seems like the hard, the hardcore religious people are so judgmental on everybody. It's you like... Know. 
I really yeah. don't listen. I, one thing about me, I really don't care if you're a Buddhist, if you're this. Treat me with dignity. I'll treat you with dignity. I don't have to agree with you, but I will respect you Mark, for being a dignified person. I, I, Mark. I read somewhere that uh, somebody – or, or you, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> right, go ahead. sorry Sam. I read, uh, I read an article a long time ago. This was like when I was in my early 20s. Somebody wrote an article saying, who knows if we got it right? Well, you can you can sense. go deep in that. Yeah. We don't have time in the no, three-hour no, show not, for but, that. But no. theology, yeah, we're not going to get into that. But no. the point the point was, who says we have a right? If we follow our faith the way our faith was intended to be followed, and we're good people, when, when we when we pass and he comes and whoever we don't comes, know. we don't know. But here's the thing. It all gets cleared out. Correct. Okay. So, so if so, you live your life in a... In the golden rule way, yeah, exactly. which is yeah. what? What's the golden rule? Who wants to share what that with you? Treat everybody the way you want to be treated. How you want to be treated. Now, every faith treats most, I should say, all but one faith yeah. abides by that. Yeah. Jew, Jews, Hindu, treat others how you want to be. Buddhist, treat others how you want to be treated, except for Muslim man. That's a different story. The Pope, <laughs> Pope Francis <laughs> said, Pope Francis said this, which I could not believe he actually said this. I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but what he said was, he said some of the most heinous crimes in the world have been committed in the name of God, and some of the greatest acts have been done by atheists. Oh, that's so true. You can't. <laughs> no, I'm, that's Pope Francis said that. Sure. Not, listen, my point is that as long as you're – listen, I can't judge somebody, and I can't tell them anything because every human being on earth is a sinner in some way. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to judge, and I don't want to be judged. But okay. if you're dignified and you treat human beings with respect, you treat people well, you try your best to do the right thing. That's all you can do. Right. After that, I don't so, want to. I don't want to nitpick over verses in the Bible. Well, you know. Well, nobody's talking about nitpicking verses, but we're up on the hour, so we're not sure if we're going to get cut off. Maybe we take a break, put the phone number out, and if we come back, I'll I'll touch on that a little okay. bit. Well, well, I mean, just uh, stay three, tuned. Four, seven, eight, five, seven, three, eight, four, seven. You should take a break. Three, four, seven, eight, five, seven, three, eight, four, seven. Let's drink. see what happens. Well, yep. looks like they're going to cut us off. No, no, hold on, hold on there. No, hold on, gonna... Jasper. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Jasper. Okay. So, Bishop Francis uh, recently so did a uh, speech in front of a congressional committee in Washington, D.C. Sam, did you see that? Yes, I saw it. I thought it was wonderful, actually. I thought it was great. Shame on you, Obama. Shame on the... On the what's going on? What's that countdown for? They're about to cut us off. No, no, they're not going to cut us off. Just keep talking. We'll see. No. If they do, God bless everyone. But <laughs> and if they do, can we like do the little whole mic trap thing after we're done busting that? <laughs> not that good. <laughs> um, I did see the um, the video, and I got to give credit to obviously all involved, but Bishop Francis called it right. Shame on the Obama administration for not calling it what it is—the atrocities that's happening to the Christians. And I'll tell you. Uh, uh, Interesting. If you follow Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck, if you know, he's you know radio, satellite radio. He's got a TV show. Very well known guy. Got Mercury One. Mercury One, yeah. right? So production. So here's the here's what he did. He's got the mic. He can. What's he he could easily say, "Oh, our politicians, the government needs to do this. People need to do it." And point the finger. Instead, what he did, he chartered some planes. Went to northern Iraq. He actually had mass with Father Douglas Besby. He did? Uh, yeah, they had mass wow. there. The 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 goal was to get 500 people out. He had a security detail. They knew what was going on. 500 people, Christians he wanted out. Christians he went for because he knows they're not terrorists, right? Yeah. So he went with a, to get 500 people out, and they were all going to go to Slovakia. In the 11th hour, the UN, the United Nations calls Slovakia and tells them you can't take all of them. Can you imagine that? Here I am on my own dime taking 500 people to Slovakia because they've accepted, they've agreed to accept them as refugees, Christians, and they got pressure from the UN. Who is the majority voter in the UN? The free world, right? United States. Well, U.S. I mean, yeah. if U.S. says, hey, go ahead. But here we are, maybe my BS, maybe other countries, but we have the voting, you know, big, we have some influence to say, no, you know what? You could take 500. What's the other 350? Here's what happens. 150 people go, or, or we can only take 150. The 150 did not want to go. They said, you know what? We can't leave our brothers and sisters here. What faith do these people have? You know what? We'll stay here and die with the other 350 and save ourselves. Instead, they said, you're gonna, they, what they told Glenn Beck is, you're going to leave these people. He said, you know what? I promise you. 
my commitment to you. I promise you I will not leave them. I'll come back for them. 150 people. You see the video. I posted on Facebook. You see Father Douglas crying as he's, you know, wishing these people well. Such a, such a heartwarming three-minute clip. But here we are. Our own people, our own country will not help these people. And our president will not even say anything that it's Christians that are being persecuted. And you know what it is? It's the theory. It's, again, political correctness of they're saying, oh, well, everybody's as dangerous as, he's all, as each other, all these refugees. That's like telling a kid that here's a tarantula and here's a puppy. They're both as dangerous as each other, so be careful playing with them both. These freaking- uh, ladies and gentlemen, the live stream is stabbed. We apologize to our live listeners. It will be archived. Um, Omar, did you want to put some final words together? This will be archived. Um, well, I mean, we pretty much hit up everything. Um, uh, political correctness, we hit that. The bishop oh, the next speech. Show will be three hours. <laughs> <laughs> next show will be uh, next month uh, after the new year. We, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, a very Merry Christmas. God bless all of you and your families. Uh, God bless you guys and all of your families here, my co-hosts. Thank you for being a part of the show. And we will be back here next month. Guys, Peace out. Peace out, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.